0: Episode fifty five, Sunday, November eighteenth, twenty twelve. A Turkey Day is Coming. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. Let's <laughs> See, Josh, if you ever leave, I'll just cut off the Josh part, and then everybody will be really confused about who her, her other boy is.
1: Well, you'll have to uh, develop a split personality and, uh, <laughs> and come up with something else. That way it can be, you know, you and you.
0: <laughs> split personality won't be a problem. Man, I have been working my ass off. All weekend long I mean Saturday and Sunday and I I usually slack at least one day but with Thanksgiving coming up and so many people coming over I had to get the uh, all the interior stuff that I've been working on done (laughs) so what's your plans for for Thanksgiving
1: oh so I uh, I've been grocery shopping I've already made three trips to the grocery store um, spent more than I care to announce and, uh, but I'm, I'm the cook in the house. I am the chef. So I will be, uh, getting up bright and early Thanksgiving morning and, uh, cooking the 22 and a half pound bird that I have in the, in the refrigerator right now and, uh, be getting everything ready for the, the big feast.
0: Well, where did you, where did you find a 22 pound turkey? Those things are kind of hard to find. I've been with my, my wife on several occasions and, uh, you know, the, where they, they do the deal where you get it for like, uh, you know, two cents a pound or something. And uh, they they always tell her, uh, ma'am, it's whatever's in the you know in the case, and uh, then uh, then I'll ask them, <laughs> and I'll say, uh, do you have any turkeys in the back? Uh, yeah, uh, I need a big one, like 22, so on. You know, and they'll go find me one. So <clears throat> I guess I'm like the enforcer when we go there to get turkeys. Well, it's funny because I the
1: exact same thing happened to me. I went to um, I. <laughs> Here in Portland, we've got a lot of, um, I'm going to say hippie stores, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of organic and natural type food stores and stuff like that. And so I, and, and they're usually high, they have the high end produce, the really nice, good meat and the good produce and stuff like that. So for, for special meals like, you know, this for holiday meals and stuff like that, I'll, I'll go to these kind of stores. And so I went to um, the one in uh, that was on my way home from where I was at and, and, uh, and halfway in between where I was at and, and home. And, um, stopped in there and I'm looking in the cases and what they have out. And they had, I think they had like a 25 pound bird, but it was, it was like a butterball. And I, and I really didn't want to go with a butterball. I wanted to go with a free range, uh, organic bird. And, uh, and so I, I asked the butcher really nice guy named Willie. Good guy. He, uh, and I, and I said, uh, you know, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, this brand of, of bird, but I'm looking for something that's, you know, at least 20 pounds on the, you know, on the plus side, uh, you know, you have anything in back. And so he does, yeah, let me finish, uh, you know, throwing these stakes out here and let me run in the back real quick. And sure enough, he did. And, and a few minutes later he came out, I saw him, you know, through the, through the butcher bay door window there and, and digging around and stuff. And, and he pulled out, you know, a few different birds out of a few different boxes. And he came out with the brand I was looking for. Um, and it was a twenty twenty one 21, 22 and a half pound bird. Um, I can't remember the exact weight, but, but it was, it was in the ballpark that I was looking for nice, big, huge bird. So, uh, I was very happy with that.
0: You know, I cooked uh, uh, Thanksgiving. I oh, was it? Maybe it was Christmas. My wife would do uh, the whole Thanksgiving uh, turkey and all the fixings, both on uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. And uh, I tried to talk her into uh, us buying the the you know getting it. Basically, it's not really catered. You know, when when you go out and you uh, pay somebody to to cook all the food for you, and you just go pick it up. And uh, she really didn't want to do that because she wanted, you know, this, that, and the other. And it would cost, it would cost too, too much, as she said, for us to do that. And I said, yeah, but you don't get to enjoy yourself because, uh, you know, she's the social butterfly in the family, not me. <laughs> and so, you know, she's always busy and then she's really tired. Anyway, so one year, I think it was the Christmas one that I did. Maybe it was Thanksgiving she did Christmas. But anyway, I did one and I kept having to run her out of the kitchen. It was just, uh, she's, I don't want to say she's a control freak, but she's a control freak. And, and that was her domain. And uh, she knows I'm more than capable of doing things. Uh, I may not do it the same way she does it. I may not do it in the same time frame, certainly, because I, I don't have all the, the experience that she ha- has, but I can cook. Uh, I mean, I got fat long before uh, we were married, so <laughs> 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 I can handle the food part. I did talk her into letting me uh, go get barbecue for uh, our Christmas meal last year. And, uh, gosh, I think we got uh, like uh, five or six pounds of brisket and uh, some uh, beef ribs. Actually, no, they forgot to give us the beef ribs oh. and because uh, that was really something she really likes. And uh, we we just completely forgot about it because of the uh, everybody coming over and stuff. And it wasn't until the meal was done that I realized that the, the ribs weren't there, so so she had a nice big tray of uh, a nice rack of ribs that she, she ate after uh, Christmas because I went over there and picked them up like two or three days later when they were back open. But, man, you got to check your order. It was a huge order, too. I think it was well over $100, like in the 150 range. And um, we had some additional food uh, to go along with that. And she's right. It just really doesn't it's, – it's not the same level of, or amount of food that you get when you fix it yourself.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I can relate to where she's coming from. The the kitchen is my domain. I do all the cooking in the house. The kitchen is, is stocked with all of, you know, my equipment. I mean, it's all the stuff, how, how I like it and what I want it and where it's supposed to be and everything. And, and so I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm lucky enough about two or three times a year where I don't have to cook a meal in, in that kitchen, but, uh, but I'm the same way. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, my girl, she's, she's more than capable of helping out. But again, it's not in the same kind of time frame. It's not done the, I'm not going to say it's not done the right way, but it's not done the way that I would do it. Right. So I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a control freak too, so I can relate.
0: Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing things right. <clears throat> and, uh, there's also nothing wrong with, uh, there being, uh, multiple ways of getting something done. But, uh, if it's a critical thing, especially whenever your, your family, cause it's, it's all of her, uh, her side of the family that comes over. Uh, I know she wants them to to enjoy uh, the food, but, of course, they make a big deal. Um, uh, my uh, wife is uh, originally from Mexico, so, of course, her family is as well. So for the, the male, uh, the head of the household, to be cooking a meal, well, let's just put it this way. It makes all the other uh, uh, males in the family look bad. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. I, uh, luckily for me, we've we've got the, the kitchen and the dining room and the living room are are only separated by one one partial wall, and so it's it's a it's a large enough you know social gathering point to where we can have people on the couch, we can have people at the table. You know, I can be in the kitchen and not be completely segregated from you know the rest of the uh, the, the socialness of uh, you know the holiday and, and the gathering and everything. Um, and I can you know still enjoy myself socially and still get all the cooking and stuff done. And I do a lot of prep work ahead of time. So you know, Wednesday night, I'll be up really late. Um you know, I'll be baking the pies and getting a lot of my prep work done and out of the way. So come Thursday, um you know, I don't have to rush and I'm not you know completely inundated the entire time, uh, you know, doing all this stuff. Most of my prep work will be already done at that point. So I can kind of just meander and and just do things as they sort of come and need to be done. And you know, enjoy a glass of wine and 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 socialize and stuff like that as as uh, you know the day progresses.
0: I thought I would mention uh, for our uh, uStream audience, uh, you may have noticed. And Josh, you're not aware of this. I know you can't run uStream while we're doing the Skype thing. It's just a, a quality issue. Um, we have a uh, some new graphics up for the uh, the uStream show. Uh, basically, it has a little banner that says xjtalk.com in one corner, and then the opposite corner has a nice little red jeep little graphic of a red jeep and uh, so uh, just uh, make sure that you guys understand you're not seeing things there's uh, actually something uh, there on the screen that's uh, a bit different uh, a little fancier and we hope to uh, uh, augment uh, the uh, live portion of the show uh, a little more for you guys Uh, in fact we've got some uh, some pictures that we're going to be showing here in a few minutes so If you are listening to the podcast and uh, you would like to be involved in the live show, because we have a little chat room uh, in uh, Ustream that you can uh, make comments and we can uh, respond to while the show is going on, uh, just uh, feel free to join us at ustream.tv slash, (laughs) slash (laughs) I want to say slash, slash channel slash xjtalk. So, ustream.tv slash channel slash XJTalk. And uh, if you, I'm sorry, Josh, this will say real quick, if you will uh, sign up ahead of time uh, to get an account, then you can uh, jump into the chat room and uh, make comments and uh, interact with the other members in the chat room.
1: And I was going to say, the the sign up is free. Um, It doesn't cost you anything to sign up to the Ustream thing. And and, uh, sooner or later, you know, as Tony said, we'll be making a little more fancy and you'll be able to see more stuff. But you know, doing so, getting you guys involved. Well, that makes you guys the third person of the show. You get to kind of interact with us during chat. Well, at least Tony, for now, um, I'll be joining in as uh, soon as I uh, get some uh, equipment issues taken care of. But, um, but you guys will be sort of part of the show as well when we doing it when we are doing it live.
0: And we do have plans. We have to make sure that it's uh, feasible, feasible, technically. Really, bandwidth issues is the only concern uh we we are planning on having uh like a split screen or a picture in a picture with uh, Josh uh also in the video so uh that may not thrill you but it <laughs>
2: i don't <laughs> think hard. i don't think
0: looking at me thrills you either but <laughs> but uh anyway it's something to look at but we've got uh, two interviews tonight uh mine is a follow up with uh, OMC off road uh, specifically about the uh the food, toy, and off-road show that uh, he put together over a period of a year. And he's going to give us a little update on uh, how that show went. And I'll give you a little hint. It was, it was re- really very good news. And uh, Josh has his own interview. Josh, what's your interview about?
1: Well, if you guys have uh, visited xjtalk.com in the last uh, couple few months, you may have noticed one of our sponsors, Jeep Tubes. Um, as you can tell, is on the main page. We have uh, just one banner up at the top um, that shows some of our our uh, advertisers, our sponsors, and um, one of them is Jeep Tubes. And I recently met uh, the owner of the company at uh, the last um, uh, off road show and charity show that I was uh, DJing and I'm seeing. And um, his name is Tim Anderson. Really good guy, top notch, salt of the earth type of guy. And uh, and I just I, he impressed me so much with what he did at the show. And and the level of customer service that that he was showing at at a show, and I can't imagine the kind of customer service that he provides people. You know, when he's working one on one with you. Um, but he impressed me so much, I I had to. I almost, I was I wasn't going to take no for an answer. I had to interview him. So he agreed um, to come in studio. So you guys are going to have a special treat. It's my first in studio guest. He actually came out to my uh, out to my place and um and i've got a studio set up here and uh i've got enough gear and everything to where i'm able to do a live interview um with somebody else sitting next to me so um it was great it turned out really good uh and i hope you guys enjoy
0: it excellent well i tell you what josh i uh found a, a perfect co-host for the show i mean uh, you certainly put uh, put an effort into things um i do uh some things that are pretty much inside the uh, the studio, and uh, uh, you go out there in the field, and it'd be great for you guys if you would like to uh, be a field reporter as well. Uh, it's nothing that you have to do all the time, but if you find yourself in a situation where you can uh, ask questions of somebody and get a little. Uh, background uh, noise uh, in the in the mix, kind of like uh, Josh's uh, uh, interview that uh, he did. Uh, what was it last show, Josh? That he had all those great sounds in the back, kids oh, crying, yeah. was, and
1: uh, first week of October for the No Roads Required show. It's going to be an annual show that is held out in my area every year. And next year, folks, get prepared. It's going to be a lot earlier than October. Um, but I've already been talking with the guy who who puts it on. They are planning some big stuff. Uh, and just to kind of give you guys a little teaser real quick they're they're looking at holding the event at the Portland International Raceway uh, so it's it's gonna be huge and I can't I can't wait to be a part of it
0: yeah and we can't wait to hear it again um, so uh, but anyway point being is that uh, it really doesn't require anything uh, special just you need to know how to talk you need to know uh, how to ask a, a question or two which i'm I'm sure that you uh, you can see from me I just think about what I would want to know and maybe what you would want to know and ask that question. And, uh, it seems to, uh, to work out well. So use your smartphone, uh, get an app, uh, tape a talk is uh, something that I've tried. It works very well and, uh, become an XJ talk, uh, show reporter.
1: Yeah. I'd love to have you guys out there and, and get a little bit of that audio to us. Uh, it just, you know, the involvement and, and a little bit of extra show content that we can provide, both back to you as the, you know, on the scene infield reporter, but as well as everybody else who's listening to this. And it's, it really adds a little extra flavor to the show. And, and I know I like it personally. I love doing it and even hearing it is even better, especially when it's coming from somebody else.
0: Yep. And, uh, it, it, the other thing too is, and I've said this before, xjtalk.com, uh, our website forum is just that it's a collection of people that uh, are talking about uh, Jeep Cherokees. Um, mostly, we talk about other things, of course. But uh, that's what this show can be, too. Josh has jumped in and is helping out uh, extensively, as you, as you can hear. But uh, you can be a part of the show, too. We're not trying to be uh, any uh, radio celebrities or anything such as that. We're just uh, on here having a good time. It's a hobby for both Josh and I, and uh, we take it seriously. But, uh, you know, hell... Anybody can do it, uh, and in, in fact, that's what we're talking about. And if I didn't mention before, uh, the uh, the Ustream show starts at 10 p.m. Central Time on uh, that Ustream channel. And, of course, you can go to xjtalk.com and find out more information, but 10 p.m. Central Time.
1: Well, hey, Tony, I've got, um, I've got a little bit of news. Uh, I don't know if this would be the appropriate time or not, but sure. I'm going to go ahead and, and throw it out there. Uh, it's not 100% official yet, uh, but it's pretty much in the bag. I'm not going to count my chickens before they're hatched, but it's looking like I am the next Northwest chapter president of the North American XJ Association (NAXJA). I've got a. Uh, I have got I kind of was persuaded by um, several of my peers um, that I would be the best person to to fill the position. Um, I ran. I didn't do a very active campaign. I just sort of uh, threw a couple posts out there here and there that said, uh, this is who I am and and this is sort of my background. And I've got, I think around 86% of the votes out there. So uh, not again, not official yet. Voting doesn't close until November 29th, but um, with that kind of margin, it looks like I may very well be the next Northwest chapter president of Naxja. And,
0: and sorry, uh, which, which group was this for?
1: North American XJ Association, NAXJA. Yeah, yeah, but there was,
0: you said Northwest Division or something like that?
1: Yep, Northwest Chapter. Northwest Um, Chapter. NAXJA is divided into chapters. You've got the North Atlantic and Northwest and Southern. And I mean, there's, I think there's a half a dozen more or so. The Northwest Chapter consists of Oregon, Washington, Idaho, uh, British Columbia, and I think Montana.
0: Okay. Well, congratulations. Uh, Maybe a little premature, but uh it uh, certainly sounds like uh, i like it whenever they were calling the elections uh, calling the states and stuff and uh you know statistically uh governor blah 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 or so and so has uh, has won this state and uh yep i understand that's probably the probably the direction you're going to go there now let me ask you <clears throat> i think I, I i asked you this before uh, off the air Um, does this mean that you're going to have to start uh, uh, telling people to search uh, before they ask silly questions and, you know, basically uh, browbeat and berate them?
1: No, no, not at all. In fact, Tony, I'm going to take a chapter from your book um, (laughs) because Naxtra did have um, some of that kind of stuff on it. And I, myself and and several of the people that um, I've gotten support from, uh, have have mentioned that that Naxja needs to go into a different direction because there's been a lot of negativity and and stuff uh, on the forums, especially in in our chapter specifically, um, which is all I will have any any sort of say over, anyways. But um, I want to take a chapter from your playbook, and I wanna I wanna help improve um, that website and, and the Northwest chapter in general um, by making it a lot a lot less negative and and bring some more of that positive reinforcement and, and some of the, the positive models that, that you've built xjtalk.com like, um, with the, you know, there's not going to be any of that. Well, here, let me Google that for you, dumbass and and <laughs> things like that. There's not gonna, I'm going to, this will be my first, my first gig as a moderator. I'm going to put it like that. So, um, a lot of this is going to be a new hat for me wearing, but I'm, I'm definitely up for the challenge.
0: Well, I, I certainly hope that you can uh, continue to be, uh, is active on xjtalk.com and also uh, of course XJ talk show
1: absolutely I, I, I don't intend for it to uh, take any anything away from this at all um, in fact I've I mean I've been a, a very active member of, of both these sites for for a while now obviously more so recently with the talk show um, than anything else but this isn't going to take away from from any of that. I do, there are a couple of large, um, a large, large events that I'm going to have to sort of take under my wing and, and plan and coordinate and stuff like that. And I've already started the ball rolling on, on one of those. Uh, we're going to be doing a toys for tots drive, uh, here coming up the first, uh, first week of December. Uh, and there'll be a, a Christmas tree run, uh, that we're going to tie into that. Uh, so it's, um, I'm going to take that on and, and, uh, I've already started, uh, started the planning and, and coordination of that turning out pretty good so far. Uh, and then there's, there's a big, huge Northwest fest is what it's called. And it's all those areas that I, that I mentioned before, um, me, the members of Naxx are from those areas, the Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, um, British Columbia, et cetera, uh, all get together one day a year, uh, for a huge, you know, Cherokee event, Northwest fest. And, uh, I think it's a weekend long, uh, wheeling event and, uh, it's going to be up to me to coordinate that and plan it and get it all put together and everything. So that's going to be um, unlike anything I've done before. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, certainly uh, you're uh, going out there and getting a lot of things done. I tell you what, uh, as far as lazy goes, uh, you're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would, I have a hard enough time just doing the show. Uh, <laughs> well, I've- the, the
1: off-road lifestyle has been, you know, part of my, a part of my life for, for quite a while. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sort of used to this level of activity in, in the community. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm the kind of guy that I'll, you know, drop what I'm doing and help you out with your build. If, if that's, um, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm available or if you need some help or stuff like that, guys have done that for me in the past. So I really respect that kind of, um, that kind of dedication. And, and to me, jeepers in general, it's almost like a brotherhood. You own a Jeep, you're you're kind of already part of, the, of a part of a brotherhood, and um, and it's unlike anything else. I mean, the the guys who no offense to anybody out there, but um, the the Toyota owners, they you just don't kind of you don't you don't see that level of camaraderie and 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 uh, and fellowship that you do with the Jeep owners.
0: Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I've only been out on a couple of uh, Jeep runs, nothing uh, nothing big. You know, I don't think they got anything ever, everything big here in Houston, uh, which really seems strange. But uh, you know, it's kind of the same way with the uh, amateur radio uh, community. Uh, you would think the I think we're now the fourth largest uh, city in America. You would think that in the fourth largest city that they would be uh, lots of uh, ham related things and lots of uh, uh, off road or even Jeep related things. And the only thing I know, <laughs> the only thing I know of is the, uh, XJ talk get togethers that we were doing, uh, first, <laughs> uh, first Saturday of uh, each month. And, uh, until it dwindled down to the same two people showing up, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time that we had it, uh, we probably had, uh, uh, seven or eight people, uh, and, and, um, a few Jeeps, uh. I think this kind of pulled in off of uh, off the road and uh, came up there and I don't know. Uh maybe I just don't know how to to put on a thing. It was at Sonic. Uh I wasn't buying buying anybody any food, so maybe that was the problem.
1: Oh yeah. Well, there's there's um there's a a fair amount of clubs here uh, in in my neck of the woods. I'm Pacific Northwest Jeepers Association. Um they're they're a fairly lar- They have a fairly large following and they've been around for a while. The first uh the first Organized, sanctioned Jeep club that that had you know official recognition was um, a group called Jolly Jeepers, and they were established in I think 1963, somewhere around there, give or take. And um and they they're one of the they are the oldest uh, Jeep club in Oregon, and they they hold a um they hold a big event every year, and I've I've been a part of that in the last couple few years, and I, I every year I meet a lot of really nice people. Uh, it's, it's a weekend long trail run. Uh, they, um, there's a, a piece of private property that, that hosts us, uh, and the club, they, they show up with a gigantic semi-trailer. They, they feed us. Um, a lot of their, a lot of their senior members will be the trail guides and they take us up into the, uh, into these trails for, you know, an all day run, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they open the doors, you know, Friday for people to come in and start camping and socializing and stuff like that. And then you, you know you're back on the road saturday or i'm sorry uh, sunday afternoon uh, to be in uh, you know home in time for supper so it's and it, it's a it's a huge event i mean they they only take they only allow um 100 vehicles for registration and uh, and they fill up very fast i, I think as soon as they announce that registration has began um, they fill up within you know a couple months at most uh, so it's um it, it's a it's a big draw and and there's several events like that uh, in this area that that happen and I mean, that one is is by far one of the larger ones. But like there, then there's there's those uh, shows like that I G- DJ and stuff, where these you know local clubs are are coming out and they're putting together shows for you know to raise funds for a charity or for a trail build or or something like that. And hundreds and hundreds of people show up, and you've got hundreds of jeeps, and I mean it's just it's an awesome event, and and it's just really cool to see all these people come together for you know a common cause and and a common interest and. And it seems um, I don't know if you've got that kind of thing down there. Maybe it's just that that nobody's putting it together, or you know, it's a different you know people are cut f- cut from a different kind of cloth down there, or or maybe that's just you you know you live in such a large state that uh, it's it's spread so thin. You know I don't I don't know, but up here it's a little bit more of a of a tight knit closer community, and and uh, when somebody starts this sort of thing, the word gets around pretty quick, and and you know sooner or later you've got 300 jeeps on a lot.
0: Well, maybe I'm just out of the loop. Uh, I guess if it's, uh, I have uh, uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, pulled back from the other websites. Uh, my goal was uh, once I got XJ Talk going, that uh, I'd be able to get all my uh, fun, entertainment, and uh, knowledge uh, from the uh, XJ Talk site. And I kind of did that for uh, uh, a reason I wanted to be able to uh, see that it was what I wanted it to be. And uh, I just haven't been on the other sites much. I mean, I'll, I'll do searches occasionally, and uh, I may wind up on one of the other sites that has the information uh, that I'm looking for. Uh, but that's it. I don't, I don't even sign on anymore. But they may have some information I'm not aware of uh, that uh, is local to uh, to Houston. I used to uh, be on the Red River uh, chapter uh, on uh, NAXJ. And, uh, of course, there was some information in there. And I think they did have some things uh, that uh, that would, uh, were coming up and they would do. But it wasn't anything necessarily in the Houston area. So it was uh, a bit of a drive for me. And as, you, as you're probably aware of, I've been having a little uh, running hot on the highway issue for some time now. And hopefully I'll get that thing uh, uh, squared away and maybe I can travel to something
1: yeah a lot of the um, the other sites that i that I visit were either you know because i I needed information and it was before I discovered xjtalk.com um, and the reason why I've stuck with some of them is because i've I've made connections and, and made some friends uh, through these other sites and and continue to uh, you know involve myself with you know whatever trips there got planned or, or whatnot and in fact um, you know there's uh, I'm probably going to end up on a wheeling trip the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a big group of people that are actually going up for a three-day camping run in the middle of November here, uh, up in the, uh, here in the, in the Oregon forest, uh, service areas. It's, uh, they're, they're nuts personally. I think it's, that they're uh, absolutely bananas for camping out, out of doors in that, that time of year. But
0: well, I was going to say, it's kind of cold up there right now, isn't it?
1: It most certainly is Tony. I think the snow level is going to be, going to be well below where they're at, uh, by the time that run comes around.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I guess snow is a whole, a whole different, uh, um, jar of pickles, <laughs> but, uh, I I'd love to see some snow and I think it'd be fun to wheel in some snow. I guess it's fun until you get stuck and run out of uh, gas and turn into a popsicle.
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I think it was February this year. I did a, a snow run, a camping overnight snow run. And, uh, it was the first time that I slept in the back of my Cherokee. And for those of you who don't know, I'm over six, three, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tall guy. And I'm I'm pushing about 230 pounds or so, and um, the back of a four door Cherokee, even a late model, it's not as long as you think. <laughs>
0: no, it really isn't. I couldn't fit a door in it.
1: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got creative. I got really diagonal, and uh, and it was a hard night's sleep, but uh, but I made it through the night because I I wasn't going to pitch a tent in the snow. That's for sure. So I uh, I slept in the rig and, and uh, we went on a, went on a run the next morning and, and that was a, it was still a lot of fun I I definitely do it again, uh, but I think next time I am to be a little more prepared.
0: I don't know if you have a uh, <clears throat> if you have any room for it or not, but have you considered getting a trailer and uh, one of those pop up tents?
1: You know I I actually thought about that. Um, I, I wouldn't mind getting one of those little um pop up tent trailers. Uh, in fact, the other thing that I I thought of and I was, it's funny you mentioned this. I was actually talking with somebody just yesterday. Uh, a a fellow jeeper in fact about um about a trailer because i want to i want to do some things a little bit different in the back of my cherokee uh right now i'm i'm kind of restricted because the cherokee is is my only means of transporting my gear for when i'm djing events and stuff and uh i i was a um i was a tetris master back in the day i played a lot of tetris back in the day so i cram a ton of gear back in the, in the back of my little Cherokee and on the roof rack and stuff. And it's, it's an impressive amount of gear coming out of um, that small of a vehicle. And so I would like to be able to, to use it like an enclosed trailer uh, to where I can, you know, maybe put an air tank in the back, um, maybe some um, storage racks in the, in the back uh, make a, make a more permanent installation for, you know, some off-road off-roading type gear and and stuff like that. Um, And then, you know, open up the, um, the cargo area for that kind of stuff. And you just use a trailer for hauling my, my DJ equipment around.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, you really be, do need a trailer.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, and I want to use an enclosed trailer because up here in the Pacific Northwest, we of course see a lot of rain and rain isn't very conducive to hauling gear around openly. So, um, but a guy was telling me about how a buddy of his, he took a, like one of those enclosed little cargo trailers and custom fitted it, outfitted it himself. Um, Put a little. Uh, it was one of those ones that has you know uh, a fold down door in the back and a small little access door um, that you could walk through on the side. And in the front of the trailer, he built a small little kitchenette uh, where you know it had a, a tank of water and a pump and stuff like that and a little sink. And and then he had two two beds um, on either side of the trailer that would fold down or he could fold them back up. And it was just you know a foam pad on them or whatever, but uh, it was you know just a, a couple of hinges or a piano hinge or whatever and some chain to hold them up. Um, when they when he folded them down and when he folded them up, he could fit you know two or three motorcycles in there, and and this was his camping slash motocross trailer thing, and he just took this regular cargo trailer and sort of retrofitted it himself to have you know whatever his needed needs were. So I'm thinking about doing something like that. I may um try and track down a uh, an enclosed trailer and and see if I can't retrofit it myself. I'm I'm fairly handy enough to where I can do that sort of thing. So. I think that's uh, something I might try and tackle here soon.
0: Well, um, I, I mentioned the, <clears throat> the pop-up tent for a reason. I've been uh, trying to, uh, get, uh, Overland XJ, uh, on the show for an interview and, uh, he's agreed, but unfortunately he was in the uh, area that Sandy, uh, hurricane Sandy ravaged. Oh, so <clears throat> he's going to be on, but it probably will be after the holidays. And, uh, I've always been interested, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's the guy that had the uh, uh, OD Green uh, Cherokee, gosh, I guess it was like a 95 or '96, 96, maybe maybe earlier, and uh, he had the Overland pop-up tent mounted to the top. And uh, it just really struck me as just a really cool, uh, not only off-road, but uh, also to a, uh, what do they call that, Overland? It's an actual Overland uh, vehicle uh, where you you go, uh, this like expedition vehicle. of ex, sorts, yeah, or? Expedition. I think they actually call it overlanding, but anyway, um, <clears throat> or you could just, uh, you go and you travel and, uh, you get to wherever you feel like sleeping and you pop the tent up and you climb up there and you're in the tent. I always like the idea of it being up high, Um, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're kind of away from the animals, whether it be the uh, two legged kind or the four legged kind. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's always a, uh a uh, kind of a uh, uh higher ground type thing is always a, a better better situation i guess unless they set the jeep on fire but uh so anyway we're going to have him on hopefully here in the uh, next couple of months to talk about his adventures with uh uh not only his jeep cherokee but also to that uh, really cool setup of the overland tent uh that he had on top of the uh on top of the rig now i kind of like the idea i've seen some of these uh um, I guess they they either resemble military vehicles or they were uh, military vehicles. I mean trailers. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, at one time, and then they put the tents on top of them. Uh, the pop up oh, yeah. tents, and that's that to me is really cool because now you have your daily driver and you can do whatever you want to with it. But if you want to take the uh, trailer and uh, gear underneath where the tent goes, uh, now you also have a, a pop up tent and a uh, extra place to store gear. So, um unfortunately of it. yeah unfortunately i don't have the uh the room here at the uh, uh suburbanville house to actually have a place to put the trailer i mean i guess i could put it in the garage and keep the jeep outside but that ain't going to happen so uh but uh, I, I have dreams I, I don't know there's always uh, you never can tell what life is going to bring
1: yeah i'm the, i'm the same way i i can't I've got a spot on the side of the house that's that's large enough, but I, there's a, a rather large shrub in the front of it, and so I would have to disconnect the trailer, and it would have to be a trailer light enough to where I could pick up the tongue and maneuver it myself to get it back in there, because I'd have to sort of you know go around a couple 90-degree turns to get in between the house and the shrub, and then in between my house and the neighbor's house uh, you know, along that property line to where I could store the trailer on the side of the house. So it wouldn't be something that I could just back in and, you know, hook up or, or drop off anytime I, I felt like it, it would actually be a a little bit of a procedure, but you know, I don't need a really big trailer. You know, I don't, I don't have a diesel truck and I don't have a trailer that I'm hauling the XJ with. So, you know, I don't, I don't need that a lot of space and, and a, you know, a small, you know 8 or 10 foot cargo trailer i think has got a, a light enough tongue weight to where i can pick the the tongue of it up and and kind of muscle it around and you know i've i've got a 16 year old stepson here that uh you know he's got a strong enough back he can help <laughs> me out if i if i really needed to but so i you know i'm kind of in the same boat but i've got i think i've got just enough room on the side of the house to where i could store something like that
0: yep well i don't know i've, uh, I've somebody put up on xj talk the other day uh, i can't remember the the military uh, trailer designator uh that they said but it got me thinking and uh, i actually found one uh the one that they were looking for uh on craigslist uh they wanted nine hundred dollars for it but it was in very good shape yeah well
1: that's that's a screaming deal Uh, you can't find anything like that even remotely close to that price range around here
0: oh you're kidding me i thought that was i thought it was insanely expensive for something from (laughs) world war ii
1: well, I mean, and if it was in good condition, honestly, I mean, the the metal axle and hubs alone for something like that, I mean, as long as there was there was no cancer on it, that would have been a screaming deal because, you know, a little bit of elbow grease and a fresh coat of paint uh, probably would have brought that thing back to life to where you really would never have to worry about anything. And then you could sort of outfit it the way you wanted to, mm-hmm. especially if you wanted to put something like one of those Overland or, or CVT um, fold-out tents on, on the top of that thing.
0: Yeah. I think I would just uh, be happy with the additional storage, uh, now. And I guess if push comes to shove, I could always drive the, the, the 50 miles to my mom's house and keep it over there. But, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, it would be nice to have a, a, a way to carry more stuff, uh, with the XJ. Cause you know, the XJ is nice and it will carry a lot of things. Oh, well, that's what, that's right. I was going to ask you earlier, when you uh, pack right everything in the back of your uh, XJ to carry mm-hmm. uh, to wherever, do you have anything to keep the stuff? Uh, I'm assuming that you go all the way to the ceiling with everything.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I um, I, let me give you a quick quick rundown. Some of you guys have seen the pictures in my show reports of the last couple of shows that I DJed. I don't think I ever really got a picture of the Jeep fully packed, so the next show that I do, I'll make sure I, I take a couple pictures and, and you guys can see just how how packed this thing gets, but I've got two 15-inch subwoofer enclosures that go in there. I've got two two-way 15-inch mains that go in there. I've got a very, very large Rubbermaid tote, pretty much the largest that they make, that goes in there. I've got a 15-inch two-way active cabinet that goes in there. I've got three different cases that go in there. One is is about uh, two and a half feet tall, um, a good couple feet wide, and, and uh, you know at least 18 inches deep. Um, I've got two turntable cases, a mixer case. I have another case that goes in there um, that houses like my microphone controls and dual CD players and processors and you know all kinds of other goodies and stuff. And and then I have a case um, for my mixer as well. And then there's my laptop case, my records case, and my CDs and 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 uh, that sort of stuff bag. And those are all in in various duffel bags or or laptop cases or whatnot. And then there's myself and a backpack that has uh, usually a, a change of a shirt and some water and some Gatorade and a couple protein bars and stuff like that. And then I throw on top of all that um, a, uh, at least two, if not sometimes three banquet tables. And we haven't even gotten to the roof rack yet.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, uh, you're going to be the one packed and ready to go when the zombie evasion occurs.
1: You know, oh, I'm, re- I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I mean, not with the entertainment stuff. I mean, nobody wants to entertain zombies, but I mean, just the packing skills. Now, what I was going to ask you is, is that how do you keep that stuff in the back? Do you have any kind of uh, nylon netting or, uh, one of those, uh, dog things that, you know, the metal, uh, grid thing that you can put up to keep stuff from, from going forward? Or are you just a real careful driver?
1: Um, neither. <laughs>
0: None of the above.
1: I, uh, Tony, everything is in there so damn tight that it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, obviously I wouldn't want to get in a wreck, uh, that, I mean, that would, you know, knock on wood here that, um, that would be the, the, the end of me. Uh, but no, everything is in there is, is in there well enough and it's heavy enough. And we're talking pro audio equipment here. This stuff ain't light. It's not bouncing around by any means. And, and once I get it packed in there, a lot of the stuff really and truly is wedged in there. And so it's pressure fit into where, uh, you know, I've had to stop short a couple of times on my way to a gig. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is one of those banquet tables kind of, kind of shifts a little bit, uh, but that's about it. So, I mean, everything's in there enough to where I don't have to strap it down and ratchet it down. Now, when I put stuff on the roof rack, that's a different story. Uh, cause usually I'm, it's not wedged in there. And of course it's out and exposed to, you know, 55 mile per hour winds that, that gets, um, strapped down with some ratchet straps.
0: Sure. No, I was just thinking maybe you had uh, those that nylon netting or, or one of those uh, dog uh, deals that keep the dog in the back and stuff. It uh, might well, be no, a good I thing. To, I guess you actually fold the seat down, though, yeah, to get the rim. I was rim, just going to say,
1: I, I have to fold the seat down. Both front seats get moved forward a few notches, and the front seat is packed as well. So y- there's, there's only room for me.
0: Man, and when you,
1: when, I, when need... I'm fully loaded for a gig, there's, there's no room for anybody else in there. I, I wish I could uh, bring a roadie along with me, but... That that'll never happen.
0: You need uh, you need a little trailer. You really yeah. do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just one of those little small military trailers would be. That would take care of ninety uh, percent of your stuff. It sure would. Wow. Yeah, I guess that was the bad thing. You know, I had a uh, I had a Ford pickup, a ninety four F one uh, fifty with a club cab, whatever it was. That kind of has the the back seat that's big enough for uh, a couple of kids. But uh, uh, it was. There's so much room on the inside, and of course the uh, the the space behind the seats is where all my junk got thrown. And yeah. uh, moving from it into the the Cherokee was a um, a very smalling experience. Uh, Culture shock. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was happy to get it. Of course, I was looking at a Wrangler at the time, uh, but uh, it was so strange to be able to to reach. The other side of the of the 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 vehicle, uh, where I really couldn't do that without laying down in the seat on in the Ford, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> made a made a really big difference. It's it's fun, you know, but boy, when you try to haul things, um, yeah, it's like you say, you got to wedge and and hope and pray. I remember we went uh, camping a few years ago, and uh, that's the way I had everything. Now our girls were with us, so I did not have the luxury of folding down the uh, the back seat, so. We basically had uh, the the back of the jeep filled all the way to the uh, the headliner, and then I had one of those um, um, what do you call those little wire mesh things that goes into the two inch receiver uh, trailer hitch.
1: Oh, uh, just like a little cargo basket type. Yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: and I had stuff on it, but I had to be careful uh, what I had there and how I positioned it so it didn't block the uh, the tail lights. So yeah, uh, yeah. we uh, we had uh, we had we had a good time we uh, we hear a lot of stuff uh and unfortunately i guess i i kind of pack the way you do but uh i i think of uh uh nuclear strikes and uh, zombie invasions and I'm carrying all kinds of crap that uh that we not never use
1: <laughs> yeah we we go we go camping at least you know a couple few times a year and uh and the kid always brings you know i always have him bring along a friend uh you know i'm not gonna you know drag him out to the great outdoors and and have him just sit there and you know Twiddle a stick, so you know I always let him bring a friend, and uh, so we, you know, it's it's a couple of tents, you know, um, at least two coolers, sleeping bags to go around, air mattresses. I mean, we're we're loaded to the hilt, and in the Cherokee, so you know, I've got four four people in the Cherokee. The back is loaded to the ceiling. The roof rack is loaded as loaded as it can be. I, I really should get one of those little cargo things to go in the receiver. That's a really good idea.
0: Yeah, they're pretty cheap and uh they make a little uh a little square bag uh type thing that that goes in them and uh, that would work out really well too. If I just put some um well nowadays they've got the LED uh tail lights and you could uh, fit them with uh with tail lights as well pretty inexpensively. So, I'll probably do something like that. Uh, nice thing is since I got a uh a a, a draw tight uh trailer hitch for the TJ uh, we can actually put it on either one, and boy, talk about space uh, <laughs> space constraints. Uh, the TJ really is uh, constraint.
1: Yeah, I wheel with uh, wheel with some guys. I work with a guy who's got a TJ. In fact, that I've helped him build up, and um, when we go out to some of these weekend long events and and whatnot, I, I can't believe he's 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 a really good packer as well. I can't believe how much stuff he ends up bringing with him, um, just loaded up in the Cherokee. I mean, and, and I'm sorry, in in uh, in his TJ. And he usually brings somebody along with him and he's, uh, <laughs> he even has a 35 inch spare tire laid down in the back of his TJ. <laughs> oh
0: no. I remember those days before I got the, uh, the tailbone or not really the tailbone, the, uh, the, uh, the bumper with the, uh, uh spare tire carrier. Boy, it was, uh, that just having a 32 inch in the, in the back was, uh, was a nightmare, much less a 35. Well, Josh, uh, we're at the 45 uh, minute mark. I guess we better, uh, mosey on to the interviews so these people can uh, hear something different than just you and I talking at least uh, to each other. So uh, you guys, uh, we appreciate you jumping in here. And uh, don't forget about the live portion of the show, which is uh, this uh, 45-minute segment that you've been uh, listening to on the podcast. Uh, join us at uh, ustream.tv slash channel slash and uh you can just uh jump over to xgtalk.com. We'll have a uh, a there's a Ustream link a uh, little icon that you can uh click and come straight here. And uh, come join us 10 PM Central Time on Sunday. And and Josh, are we having a show next week? I mean Thanksgiving weekend.
1: I think we could. Yeah, why don't we guys stay tuned? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do something special for you guys.
0: <laughs> All right. We, well, let-
1: a tryptophan show. <laughs>
0: Well, unless you got anything else, Josh, let's uh, let's get over to those interviews.
1: Nope, that's it, Tony. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let those people enjoy the what we got for them.
3: XJTalk.com.
2: It's where you go when you're not off-road. Do you have a question or comment that you'd like to hear on the show? Just call 530-675-4102 any time of the day or night and leave it on our voicemail.
1: Well, hey, guys, if you haven't heard the latest news yet, we've started a new segment on the podcast. We haven't figured out the perfect name for it yet, but how it works is Amazon.com is giving us a list of all the things that have been purchased through XJTalk.com. We have no idea who's making these purchases. All we know is what's being bought. So if you want to join in on the fun, make sure you go to XJTalk.com. Tell your friends. Anybody can get in on this. All you got to do is click on the banner there on the homepage right above the main picture. That's going to take you straight to Amazon.com. We're at a little bit of any purchase you make there, and it doesn't matter what it is. Fuzzy pink Jeep logo slippers? Sure, why not? How about that Moo -moo you've always wanted? Go for it. The crazier the better, folks. But a little bit of anything you buy is going to go to help out the talk show and help out the website. It's not going to cost you a penny more. Not a single red cent. Not a single red cent. You're going to pay the same great low price you always would have. So spread the word. Get in on the fun. And who knows, maybe that instructional guide to earwax collecting you're planning on buying will end up on our list.
0: Welcome and tonight we have uh, Aaron, you know him as OMC Off-Road uh, on XJTalk.com and uh, we had a uh, an interview with Aaron a, a couple of weeks ago and uh, he was, uh, he had um, um, convened or <laughs> what would you call it Aaron, <laughs> got put together a uh, holiday season food, toy drive, and off-road show all uh, all in one one huge pile there. So to speak. So that was a, a quite a bit of the effort. I think it took a took over a year to get that thing going. And uh, he's here tonight to let us know how it went. Uh, welcome back, Aaron.
3: Thanks, Tony. Uh, glad to be back.
0: So, how did it go?
3: It actually went really well. It was it was cold. Um, clouds on the mountains. We didn't get rained out this year. Um, plenty of sunshine, and we had over. 100 people in attendance, and we generated, uh, not generated, it's not what I want to say. Um, well, I guess you could say generated or rounded up over $1,600 in donations.
0: Excellent. <clears throat> so, would that be the, the, the estimated cost of the items or actual, that was just the cash amount?
3: Uh, cash amount was 500 and the rest of that was between food and toys.
0: Gotcha. So, uh, any estimates on how many people you're going to be able to feed? How many kids you're going to be able to give toys to?
3: Uh, we will be able to feed uh, 200 families oh, wow. at the church. Uh, 150 families through help. Um, because between the food and cash donations, they were, they were able to get two pallets of food plus what we gave them. Um the church with third castration and the food that we gave them was able to actually do their uh, Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Excellent for,
3: for uh, people coming in, which usually feeds 200 plus people.
0: That's right. I'm sure they were very happy with uh, with the results then.
3: Yeah, I was. I was. I was very happy. I, it was nice to see a lot of people come to the show this year.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. How was the turnout? Uh, did the were the vendors disappointed in the 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 turnout?
3: No, the the vendors were actually very impressed and very happy with the turnout. I mean, a, a lot of them for them it, it was a chance to make a donation and to show their support for our community um other than their own and to make their business or their uh, their shop, you know, more known in the, in the uh off-road industry.
0: Sure. It's a, it's a win-win situation for the vendors as long as people show up.
3: Yeah. We had about... Uh, we had over 100 people. Um, we had our... Uh, Wayne Ford from Corva. Um, Harry Baker was a guest speaker. He spoke on King of the Hammers and Johnson Valley and, and the fight that we're having for that out here in California. Um, Wayne Miller and... His cohorts from Tierra del Sol Jeep Club, they brought their, uh, their sweepstakes Jeep out. Um, the vice president of operations and general manager for Redlands Jeep, uh, they brought a couple Jeeps out and one of the, the Rubicon that they brought out, I think I posted the picture on X Talk, uh, the back end of the Rubicon was filled with food and toys, um, Courtney from Ventura Off-Road Show. He came out. Mike Bishop from Acora. Uh, Keith Slade from Kimball Midwest. Uh, Will Gonzalez from Schaefer Oil. Uh, Nikki and her husband from Casa Cruz, a local restaurant where we do our Jeep nights. Uh, Pep from Global Off-Road. Um, Inland Empire. Uh, the, Robert and the guys from there. Uh, Bob's Adventure Trailers. And we we had a, a lot of support from local businesses for raffle items.
0: Excellent. Uh, and what were the rifle uh, rifle what, <laughs> what what were the raffle items again?
3: Okay. Well, uh, the grand raffle prize is a, we raffled off one of our bumpers from the shop, a rear bumper for a uh, XJ. Uh, then we had uh, oil change packages from some of the local businesses. Um, so we get a bunch of T-shirts, uh, well, let me, event passes.
0: Let me back you up to the bumper. Uh, now, Murphy's Law says that whenever you give away a an item that is for a specific vehicle, that they won't have that vehicle. Did, did an XJ owner actually win the bumper? Yes. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. he He just picked up an XJ, so... Uh, it was what he was looking for. It's a start.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it's a sickness, and it it will continue.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely continue. I mean, it it was nice to see a lot of the the donations from from companies. Um, Robert, the owner of Inland Empire Drive Line, he did a $350 gift certificate for any drive line work or parts. That was one of the other major raffle items, and that was really cool because, you know, you could get a drive line with that. Or you get yourself a, a, a nice set of CTMU joints with that or, you know, just any custom drive line work done to something you already got. I was That was really nice. Um, Schaefer Oil, they did a couple oil change kits. Uh, Global Off-Road did a bunch of uh, mugs and cups and hats. The guys from Kimball Midwest—they brought a bunch of food and toy donations. I mean, it, it was just—it was nice. It was uh, very well rounded.
0: I bet you were really, really happy with all the effort, uh, time, and effort that you put into it. That it turned out as well as it did. I bet you were happy it didn't rain.
3: Yeah, I was happy it didn't rain. I was—I was, I was <laughs> extremely happy, you know, with with the with the turnout because we tripled what we did last year. We went beyond what I was expecting, you know. So I didn't set myself up for failure.
0: Oh, that's excellent. That's great. So uh, you still got plans, uh, or, or are you planning on doing it again next year?
3: Yes, sir. Uh, first of the year, we will be starting all over with uh, planning.
0: And I, I, would, I would assume that you started uh, talking up the vendors uh, as you had uh, face-to-face with them, reminding them about next year.
3: Yeah, all of them said they would come back for next year. <laughs>
0: That's that's a smart man. Of course, I imagine you don't really have to think about that one too hard when you have to go through all the uh, the telephone calls and everything else, and all the time that's involved in contacting and playing phone tag. Uh, when you get a when you get the person right there, it's uh, it's a lot easier to write a, write their name down then.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, and m- most of the guys, most of the people that were at the show, or most or uh, most of the vendors that I see throughout shows um, from now. Until my show comes back up again next year, there's uh, four major off road shows in California that I go to. That most of them are at, and then there's all those small little one day shows and events that almost every one of them's at. <laughs> so, one way or another, I, I always uh, have a way of touching base with them.
0: <laughs> they can't get away, so no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that works out well then. <laughs> What was there, uh, anything uh, 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 interesting that occurred or something surprising that happened?
3: Uh, Well, we had a really good... uh, Will from Schaefer Oil did a really good presentation and demonstration on the different oils and stuff and the fact that to watch... You know, because a lot of people don't know about Schaefer Oil or like uh, Royal Purple, and if if anybody follows like you know your typical like uh, Extreme Four x Four or the Power Block on Spike, which I know most most guys do. Oh yeah, um, Will's got his own display equipment that is like what Royal Purple did on uh, I think it was either Horsepower or Extreme Four x Four, where they've got the motor that spins the bearing. And then they got the clamp that holds down the bearing. You can stop the bearing on regular oils and stuff like that, or start to smoke it, and then it'll keep going on the Schaefer oil. Um, it's basically the same premise. And he had his whole little display out there with it. And there was uh, Pep, the owner of Global Off Road. He's probably about five eight, two hundred and seventy pounds, and probably about eight percent body fat. He's he's like a small bodybuilder. Gotcha. So he he tipped. The table and the display trying to get it to stop. <clears throat> and he finally got it to stop, but he was holding it for like five or ten minutes and the veins were starting to come out of his forehead a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was classic. But it was that, you know, that just shows the quality of the product, you know? And he got a couple sales out of it from some of the Jeepers that were at the show were just thoroughly impressed. And I've had a couple since then call and place orders.
0: Well, that's great. It sounds like everything worked out really well, and uh, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of a lot of families, a lot of kids that are going to benefit from it, which is uh, the um, the most important thing. Did you get any uh, any uh, turkeys?
3: No, nobody came with turkeys. We were ready for it because we we had four ice chests ready to go just in case.
0: Right. Well, you but. never know. You got to be ready. So.
3: Yeah, no, no, nobody came with turkeys, but, you know, we had all the vendors were happy, you know, because we, we got free food for them and coffee and, um, and, and everything else, you know, just to, uh, you know, do something nice for them for coming out for some of the distance because our long-distance vendor was 185 miles one way.
0: That's great. It's great to have that kind of uh, commitment uh, from people to uh, help you get things done. You know, I was just thinking, I bet you, uh, I never go out and get the turkey. Uh, my wife always does. I bet you it was a little too soon for turkeys. I bet I bet you they didn't have them out yet.
3: Well, no, some of the local grocery stores already had some, and they're already starting to do some of their sales.
0: I don't know why. That seems like a no-brainer. Bring a turkey, especially as... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they do the same thing up there. The the they drop the prices on the turkeys really low. If you pay, uh, if you buy like fifty dollars at the store, which yeah, it's so easy to do. So I'm surprised you didn't get some turkeys. That would have been a great thing. Feeds a lot of people too.
3: Yeah, which 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 was kind of shocking to me because that's you know we got the same thing out here that you you would have there. Is, you know, you spend 30, 40 bucks at you know this grocery store that grocery store, and you only have to pay ten cents on a pound for a turkey.
0: Yeah, you get like a six hundred pound turkey for six bucks. It's great.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, that's when you know, like like you're saying, I was shocked that we actually didn't get turkeys, but
0: um, nobody. I bet you nobody might
3: do is uh, we were thinking maybe moving the date up uh, one or two weekends ahead.
0: You know, I was thinking. I bet you had mostly men coming out there, and I bet you a man doesn't know how to buy a turkey. (laughs) (laughs)
3: well it was kind of a mixed crowd but yeah mostly guys with their kids Yeah, coming out to see the show you know Um, but what was the one thing that was really cool though and, and shocking was the fact that people were coming with cases of green beans cases of corn, cases of top ramen, cases of noodles, cases of chicken noodle soup cases of tomato soup cases of tomato paste you know, a lot of stuff that people use for Thanksgiving dinners.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, and uh, makes it easy to, uh, for the uh, the various, uh, I guess you had two organizations that were using the food. Makes it easy for them, too, because they they can look and see how much they got, and it stacks nice. So, I guess you got You guys got Costco's or Sam's around there.
3: Yeah, we, we got Costco's and the Sam's and stuff like that, and uh, Smart and Final's. You got a Smart and Final back there?
0: No, never heard of it.
3: Um it's almost like a, a still family owned business in California It's like uh kind of like a almost like Costco right but like more uh hometown style I guess you could say
0: Gotcha yeah it's it's kind of funny uh, I remember uh, I've, I've lived here in the Houston area all my life and then uh whenever I was a kid sometimes I would uh, venture, uh, out of the Houston area, very rarely, usually on some sort of uh, church related trip. And, uh, we'd be driving through towns on the church bus and I would see these piggly wigglies. And I thought to myself, <laughs> what the hell is a piggly wiggly? Uh, except, you know, it was a church bus. So it was like, what the heck is a piggly wiggly? So, yeah. uh, yeah. So it's really strange. I, I learned from that, you know, when I was, uh, when I was young, I just assumed everybody had the same thing everywhere, but, uh, no nope, regional differences. And, uh, even in Texas, there's uh, there's things and, and and to this day I've never seen a Piggly Wiggly here in uh in the Houston area.
3: Yeah, now do do you guys have Dollar General out there?
0: Uh Dollar General sounds familiar. I think that's uh, one of the one of those dollar places my wife goes to occasionally.
3: Yeah, we we finally got one of those sprung up out here in Banning. My daughter lives in San Antonio.
0: Oh, okay. And she was
3: just like, "You guys got one of those out there now." I was like, "Yeah, it just it just popped up."
0: Yeah, we've got, uh, or I have a lot of in-laws. I, I was going to say we have a lot of re- relatives. We I, I have a lot of in-laws in uh, San Antonio. So, nice. so anyway, well, it sounds like it was really good news. I was, uh, I didn't want to spoil the um, spoil the interview. Whenever I asked you to uh, to do this uh, short little thing about how it went. Uh, I was very hopeful that it was going to be good news, <laughs> but, yeah, no. but you, but you never know until you go through it. So excellent. It's a uh, great, uh, to hear that, uh, especially, uh, right here before Thanksgiving that, uh, things went well. And I'm sure that, uh, even if the families aren't, uh, aren't aware of it yet, I'm sure that the people that are going to be providing for them, uh, are very happy with the outcome.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a real touching moment for uh, me and the wife when we delivered all the uh, the food and the and the monies to the to the church and to help into Carol's kitchen. Um, the reaction that we got from those organizations here in the in the past area was just uh, it, it made me stand back for a minute and, and look at things in a different light. I guess you could say, sure, it was how how heartfelt it was for them and the the volumes that it spoke to them and what they needed, especially the church. The church didn't know what they were going to be doing for uh Thanksgiving. She uh she made the comment that she was only going to be able to do uh she was only gonna be able to do and was getting ready to do just tuna for Thanksgiving. So now she went out and she bought a bunch of turkeys and she got turkeys and everything else so she can do turkey dinners.
0: Well, that makes a big difference. And, and, you, and I know you and your family and uh, everybody that was involved in it are really going to feel um, feel special on Thanksgiving Day when you think about all those families that you helped.
3: Yeah, and then we've got uh, the uh, tree for the kids at the church we're going to take the toys to and then – We've got a secret Santa uh, get-together, one of the local schools for the foster kids that we're going to be doing. So uh, one of the people on the board or the board or committee, however you would like to put it, for the off-road show that helped me get it together. has got a really nice uh, Santa Claus suit that I'm going to put on, and I'm going to drive over (laughs) in the Jeep. (laughs) That's great. And uh, give these kids some presents. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's that's great you're gonna you're gonna start a whole new generation of jeepers that way
3: oh yeah i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i always remember that thing was huge <laughs> <laughs> Which would you be nice you know give give them something something nice to think about
0: uh, yep yeah, exactly and that's uh that's always important especially for kids uh, give them some some good memories well, Aaron, thank you a lot for being with us tonight, and uh, that's uh, that's just wonderful to hear uh, how well it worked out, and uh, uh, congratulations on putting something together that uh, has made a a big difference uh, in a lot of people's lives not not only for Thanksgiving but also too for Christmas. So, wonderful job! Uh, hats off to you.
3: Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on the show. This is Ben
1: with Rough Country Suspensions, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Hey, are those big aftermarket tires kicking up road spray? Is the side of your rig getting covered with mud and all kinds of other debris? Now get the protection and coverage you're looking for from the new generation of Napier Precision Products Fender Flares. Made from 316 inch thermo molded ABS plastic, they're the strongest aftermarket flare available. Ditch those factory flares and get the rugged appearance you're looking for with the new generation of fender flares from Napier Precision Products. Available for all years of Cherokees in two door and four door and now compatible with cut and fold rear quarters. Also coming this fall a brand new flat fender design. For more information go to NapierPrecisionProducts.com that's N-A-P-I-E-R PrecisionProducts.com Well, hey guys, I got a uh, special treat for you. In studio uh, this evening, I've got the owner of Jeep Tubes. Uh, you guys may know Jeep Tubes. They are a sponsor of XJTalk.com. And I'm glad to have in the studio uh, Tim Anderson, owner of Jeep Tubes. How you doing, Tim? Pretty good. Yourself? Not too shabby, thanks. Got myself a little adult beverage here and kicking back. And uh, glad to have somebody here to talk Jeep with in studio. You're my first guest okay. uh, here in studio. So that's, uh, that's really cool. I'm glad to have you. It's an honor. So, hey, uh, for those who don't know, those who haven't heard of Jeep Tubes,
2: um, tell me, who is Jeep Tubes? Uh, Jeep Tubes is a company that I had bought um, back in June from a guy up in Washington. Uh, He started it back in 2007. Um, Right now, I'm running it out of my place at home. Um, Home Home-based business. Yep. And you seem to be doing pretty well. I've seen
1: the progression, the evolution of the website. Which looks awesome, by the way. I actually have a uh, a couple screens up right now and looking at, at some of the stuff, and I go there somewhat often and, and check things out. And so I uh, I do a lot of window shopping, yep, don't we Jeep all? Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as uh, as Jeep owners, we do a lot of that, don't we? So so you, how'd you find the um, Jeep Tubes as a company to, to
2: buy? Even I was uh, I'm actually working for a buddy of mine who I'm still working for, Swag Off Road. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had got an email, skimmed through it, and said, hey, Tim, this is something you might be interested in. I was just getting ready to start my own business, exactly what I was wanting to do. So I had got the contact information from Troy and emailed him, and I started that way. And it just sort of all fell into place? Yep.
1: Right time, right place. Wow. Not everybody can say that. they In the right place, in the right time, and to... To not only get into the industry that that we're in, I mean that you know, but something that you obviously are passionate about. Yep,
2: it's something I've always wanted to do, and you know, perfect time. So.
1: Well, folks, I, um, this isn't my first time meeting Tim. Uh, the last, uh, Jeep and off-road show that I had did, uh, have done, uh, when I was DJing and MCing was the No, uh, I'm sorry, not No Roads Required. That was one before that. Those guys off-road, it was for the, um, the, uh, oh, geez, I'm bringing The Lottie Flats. The Lottie Flats. That's right. Lottie Flats, uh, off-road fundraiser there, the trail building project they have and uh with the cooperation of those guys off road and i believe it was grand crawlers grand crawlers yep uh and of course tim uh and jeep tubes they made that event possible and tim was extremely generous extremely helpful and really showed his true colors as far as uh how serious he is about this about the industry and of course um his customer service and what he st- you know how he stands and how he runs his company so it was really awesome to sort of see him uh, in his element as it were, uh, working that, working the crowd and really showing some customer service. It was great. What, what other kind of things do you do in the community? I know you got involved with um, those guys off-road and, and Lottie
2: Flats. Is, is there
1: any of the other projects that you're involved in right now?
2: Uh, at the moment, no. It's something we want to get more into as time goes on. Now, obviously,
1: so. we, we've got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, you, uh, you kind of sort of came into this show season at the tail end, uh, I mean, October and, and uh, in November. But next year, there's, there's a lot of Jeep and off-road shows Correct, and, yep. and some you know, charity events and stuff like that. I would imagine that you're going to be pretty prevalent in most of those. Yeah. yeah. So I was glad to see um, a big public presence uh, from a small and up-and-coming company. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you first got Jeep
2: Tubes, it was kind of on the outs. Is that right? Yeah. He, was, uh, he never did any marketing, not too much of that, uh, no business cards at all, actually. So when I uh, got the business, I got on all the forums and started posting, got a bunch of business cards and, you know, I spend an hour or two each night on the web posting, going over, you know, different forums and all that. And it's a couple of shows I've done, you know, I got six planned next year. Got, six already. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. So we got uh King of the Hammers, which is the first one in February. Um, oh, no, that's a big one. Yeah. I went down there last year with Troy we were down there for a week and a half, so. I'll be there this year. Did you get to drive at all? Or? We didn't. We went down there to sell his product and then wheel our Jeeps down there. That's so you have a Jeep yourself, right? I did. I sold it to buy the business. You know, you got to make a sacrifice somewhere. Oh, so. that is a sacrifice. But it sounds like it was a worthwhile sacrifice. It was. So I'm getting ready to build another Jeep now. So so is that going to be like a shop vehicle, a show vehicle? Is that? It'll be my goal is to have it as a daily driver um, show vehicle and something that I can take the Kingly Hammers and wheel and not worry about breaking.
1: All purpose, so, wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> some lofty goals, I mean King
1: of the Hammers for those of you guys who don't know, uh, you gotta check out some videos. You'll be absolutely blown away. King of the Hammers is, is some serious, serious stuff when it comes it to is. off-roading. Yes. So you're going to build a, a semi-purpose built. I mean, not only, you know, grocery getter, daily driver, but something that's going to be able to handle the rigors of something like King of the Hammers.
2: We won't be racing. It's something, you know, we just go play. Mm-hmm. Um, but my last Jeep, as built as I can get it without a V8. So tell so. us a little bit about your Jeep before, uh, how it was before you sold it. Uh, it was on uh, 14-inch King Coilers all the way around. Um, High pinion Dana 60 front, um, 60 rear, uh, 538 gears, stacked free-speed transfer case. Um, TJ uh, CJ TJ yep yeah Sorry. TJ full cage you know bumpers drop down tailgate from Swag Off Road forty inch Irox. yeah it, it was a, serious uh, serious Jeep <laughs> yeah it did well at King of Hammer so.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. not quite to that level yet. I'm sure you saw my little XJ out in the driveway yep. as you as you came up. Uh, by the way, is in, in need of some uh, fenders, by the way. Well, I think you know who to call, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, speaking of which, uh, give us a quick rundown as as far as some of the products that, that Jeep Tubes uh, does, some of the you guys, things that you guys offer.
2: Uh, we got uh, tube fender kits for the CJ, YJ, TJ, tube door kits, again, for the CJ, YJ, TJ, and JK, as well as the XJs. Bunch of miscellaneous tabs and brackets. I saw your your um, what are they called? The the big gussets. Yes, the big girl gussets.
1: <laughs> big girl gussets. You guys got to check these things out. I I might I might even uh, with permission grab a picture off of the uh, website and post that up in the show links. I'm sure you guys have seen the uh, the silhouette of the girl like on the trucker mud flaps. Well, this is a um, a little bit more of an interesting take on that, and uh, and it is a gusset, and it is a big girl gusset <laughs> who who came up with that was that something it was already? just
2: uh a friend of mine she just does some cat work and she that's her little designer little trucker girl and i said hey can you make me a gusset that's uh you know twice that size of her and she drew it up next day i said all right make me a hundred of them and uh you know i sold 20 of them to one shop in colorado And oh wow so, so there's
1: obviously some interest I, yeah, yeah how, how could there not be <laughs> those things are great so, so what what else? I mean, you guys you guys definitely have um, a fair amount of project uh, products for the TJs mm-hmm. and, and CJs and, and LJs and stuff like that. This uh, you know this website and the XJ talk show we're we're definitely focused obviously around the XJs. Mm-hmm. Give us a quick rundown of what you offer for the Cherokees.
2: Again, the tube doors. Um, we have tube flares that we offer for the XJs as well as the front and rear skins. Most guys uh, will weld the tubes to the skins and then bolt them on. We did offer a complete bolt-on kit. I pulled them back off the web for now, just because it's a lot of time right now to build them, and it's only me. So until I redesign them here the next month or so, they're they're off the web. They're complete bolt-on kits, but you can still buy the individual parts. So what about bumpers? You guys do bumpers as well. Um, we do have bumper kits available. Yes, not complete bumpers. You know, this is more of a do-it-yourself website, so you you know buy the product and you build it yourself. But our goal in the long run is to have complete
1: turnkey yeah. ship ready to go yep. bolt on stuff yeah. but for now most of your guys' stuff is sort of for the fabricator in mind correct yep a lot of builder parts and things like that some of the products guys you got to go to um the website jeeptubes.com is where you is where you're going to find all this stuff uh and there it's an it's a really handsome looking website uh they got a lot of stuff there for all kinds of jeeps as um as tim has mentioned uh and plenty of stuff for the cherokees the fenders do look pretty kick-ass i gotta say
2: they did turn out good um i haven't posted the, the pictures that i've done of them um i will be shortly but uh you know i've had a guy off you know ask me hey can you do a rear stretch for my cherokee oh wow so i uh stretched a flare back six inches and then shipped them off to him and he's very pleased so so you do custom
1: stuff as well you work with somebody did, who's yeah. got a custom project and- yeah and obviously, we're, you know, going into the holiday season. I imagine there's going to be some pickup there as well as there is going yep. into like the summer months when people really start bringing the rigs out and wheeling them more and more. Uh, so you've probably stepped back a little bit from some of the custom stuff or is that is that any time, any place sort of thing?
2: Um, I have stepped back a little bit. I'm also getting into the uh, Toyota market as well, Um, just so I'm not stuck with Jeep. But uh, you know, I've had quite a few rigs come in for uh, rock sliders, bumpers and stuff for Toyotas, but um, I've done a couple of Cherokee bumpers. You know, it's stuff I haven't put on the website yet. I've just been too busy. But well, yeah. I mean, you're running this whole this whole shebang all by yourself. Yep. Plus, working 20 to 25 hours a week. You know, at a different job. So it's oh wow, you definitely
1: have your hands full. I do. So, sole proprietor, marketing director, shop manager, yep.
2: <laughs> laborer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you wear a lot of hats, man. It is. You know, the, the easy part is coming out with new product. The hard part is just marketing it. So
1: yeah, I bet. I bet. So, you know, how busy are you? I mean, how how many hours would you say a week are you are you invested in
2: Jeep Tubes? Um, well, I usually wake up about seven seven thirty, get and go from there, and I usually work till about noon. Head over to a, my other job for a couple hours, and then come back and work till nine ten at night. Oh, so you're, all, you're busy all the time and all just about every day. And then the weekends I usually work too if I don't have anything else going on.
1: So since you took over the company, what'd you say, in 2006? I took,
2: no, I took it over this year. Oh, this year. Yeah, he started back in 07. Oh, okay.
1: So I bought it this year in June. Wow. So, I mean, you're just getting the
2: ball rolling. I am. You got big plans? I do. Um, some product development you kind of sort of alluded to. I'm working on some uh, some new products for the uh, the Wranglers. Um that should be coming out here soon. You know, I have a lot of different products on a whiteboard at home, and just finding the time to draw it up on CAD. And that's my hard part right now is finding that time so, for the
1: R and D, so to speak. Correct. And yeah, design time stuff. Yep.
2: Yeah. So, um, how big is your shop? I mean, you're talking uh, just a little one-car garage? No, or? it's a it's a seven bay shop. So I got a it's thirty by forty the main section the do all the fabricating in, and then one bay is directly for the machine work area. Um, we got a lathe, mill, press. All sorts of goodies. Obviously some tube benders, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the tube bender <laughs> and all that, so. A seven bay shop. Yeah. All by yourself. Yep. It gets lonely at times.
0: I, you
1: know.
2: I bet, I bet. Yeah.
1: So do you have any projects going on right now? I mean, in, in those seven bays, I imagine there's got to be at least a vehicle or two in there somewhere. Uh,
2: Again, just did uh, uh, Toyota Tacoma, did some stuff on his. Um, He just had a solid axle conversion done to it. Swap springs out for him in his shackles. I actually got a Cherokee coming in this weekend for an EXO cage and sliders. EXO cage. Um, yep. So full, so,
1: full EXO. Are you from scratch or is he scratch? Got- so that's that's great. Yeah, I love to see. I love to see the caged up Cherokees. Yep. So that's that's got to be a lot of tube. It is.
2: It's a lot of tube, a lot of time, especially with, oh, you know running around doing everything else. So.
1: So is that something you're going to be able to knock out in just a couple of days, or are you going to have uh, that for a couple of weeks? That'll
2: probably be a week with everything else I got going on.
1: The website's taken off, developed very well. You got your hands full there. You got a shop, obviously seven bays running full time. I, I saw that you're involved in some other stuff as well. Uh, you got some uh, some charities and some other affiliates and things like that. W- what else you kind of got going on the back burner and, and kind of on the side with Jeep Tubes?
2: Not a whole lot at the moment, I guess, as far as uh, charities. Uh-
1: well, I see um, that you're, you're involved with the Blue, uh, the Blue Ribbon Coalition um, okay. and uh, Tread Lightly, of course, yep. um, which kudos. I'm a big Tread Lightly um, yeah. fan myself. And uh, just on a personal note, going from my master trainer, hopefully here in the next uh, couple few months, so um, I'm definitely uh, big thumbs up for the uh, for the uh, tread lightly thing. NorthwestJeepin.com. Tell us a little bit about that. What's your relationship with NorthwestJeepin.com?
2: Um, honestly, that was on the site when I bought the uh, company. Honestly, I haven't checked it out too much. So you're time. still sort of opening
1: doors and discovering Correct. <laughs> Correct. stuff. Yeah, discovering
2: <laughs> stuff. So it's uh, well, I, hey, sorry if I pulled back the veil too far. No, it's, <laughs> it's it's all, it's all right. It's, you know, there's there's a st- still a lot
1: to go through. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I want to call you out too much, but you're a younger guy. Um, And uh, if you don't mind, can I, can I ask how old you are? Just turned 25 the first of the month. 25, a Jeep enthusiast, an off-road enthusiast, now a business owner,
2: entrepreneur, man, you're, (laughs) you're living the life. It's something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I worked with my father-in-law for uh, six years. He owns a, a business and I finally said it was time. And like I said, the right time came. Yeah, really. No, that's that's fantastic.
1: I mean, I love what you're doing with the company. I love the product that you have. Obviously, here in the Northwest and in the, in the Portland metro area, you've got a decent following so far. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that one know about your product, um, two that are, are you know after it. You're staying busy, yeah, uh, and you're making a name. You're definitely making a name for yourself and, and for and for the company. Jeep, and by, I imagine by this time next year, you're you're going to be hiring folks. Uh,
2: you know, my goal is to at least hire someone next year. You know, I wish I could have. know someone now just not quite there but yeah next year you know i'm hoping to grow the company double what i am now so it's you know i got more product coming to the site it's just you know timing again
1: yep it's all about time and and how much time i mean there's only so many hours in the day and and you got a family too i got a family yep
2: i just got a uh, one-year-old as well so trying to spend time with him and the wife as well and so
1: you got a little boy. So yes. are, are you introducing him at all to the to the jeeps and, and things like that?
2: I mean, there's you know, only so much a one year old's going to understand. But exactly. I don't know if you've seen it on the internet, but the little uh, tube crawler that some guy built um, had a quad motor in it. Um, no. Samurai axles. Well, anyways, you know, someone found it and said you need to build this for your son. And ever since then, I said I'm going to build one for him. So oh, I'll that's great. Next year for him, <laughs> it's just a little quad motor and samurai yeah. axles and. A little backyard crawler. Exactly. Make it big enough for <laughs> yeah. myself to fit in. Oh well, of course. Oh yeah, so, Daddy's got
1: to play too. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so what else is on the whiteboard? Can you can you share any secrets? Or anything that, that might be exclusive to the X J Talk Show? Something that you can share with our listeners that that's not out yet, obviously not on the website, but maybe some mad scientists something brewing that you have on the whiteboard that's not that not hasn't come to
2: fruition yet. As far as a Cherokee goes, uh nothing. How dare you? I know. <laughs> you know something I'm trying to get more into as well. It's like again time to come up with the ideas, and I got a bunch for the Wranglers and stuff. But well, your product line for
1: the Wranglers is is rather diverse. Yes. Um, and I've seen seen some uh, customer projects, some guys mm-hmm. that have taken your stuff and what they have personally done with it. Yeah. And so I mean, it's it's the Turnkey stuff is great from you know these other fabricator shops and whatnot, but. It seems like what you're offering is so versatile that somebody can take any one of these products and really mold it and shape it, turn it into whatever is going to fit their exact project, their needs and stuff.
2: Exactly. That's why all of our tube work comes with extra material on the end. So that way, if they want a custom fit or whatnot, they can trim it to fit. It comes unnotched. That way they, again, cut it, trim it, weld it themselves, any custom project they have.
1: What else uh, would you say might stand you apart from some of the other companies out there doing similar things?
2: The newest product I'm coming out with is for the uh, YJ and TJ. It's a quick-release windshield hinge. So instead of unbolting, trying to drill out the pin for your windshield, you just fold the windshield down, slide it when it comes off. So there's you know, no one out there selling those right now. Yeah, that's
1: um, innovative. I've never even heard of anything like that. So
2: that's, you know, most guys drill the bolts out, they're mm-hmm. plug welded, but it takes three to four hours for both sides to do. So that's when I decided, you know what, it's time to, there was a company a couple of years ago, but they didn't make it. So we're going to give it a stepped shot. Stepped in and where yeah, there
1: was a hole, you filled a need.
2: Exactly. So. Now you got, you got some other things.
1: I mean, um, uh, some swing out tire carrier stuff. Yep. Um, that's a pretty beefy hinge setup you got there.
2: Yeah. We have the standard version, um, which is a inch and a quarter shaft. And then our HD version is an inch and three quarter. So it's rated for a lot more anybody, you know, carrying a 44 inch tire, fuel cans, high lip, whatever they have on the back. Mm-hmm. Those tire carrier hinge kits are my number one seller.
1: I would imagine. I, I, uh, I know they're a popular item because a lot of, a lot of the, the backyard fabricators, they're building their own tire carriers yep. and things like that. You got to have something just like that if you're going to do that kind of a project. Exactly. So what kind of inventory are you stocking? I mean, you've got these other parts. You said you, you, you had somebody cut you out a thousand of those or a hundred of those gussets. Um, yep. I imagine you've got to have some kind of an inventory
2: stocked up to supply the need for people. I do, yeah. I have, uh, you know, most of my brackets and tabs, I try to have at least 50 on hand of each. Um, the tire carry hinge kits, I try to have at least 20 of each on hand. Um, I have a couple shops, Colorado, Utah, that I buy 10 at a time, off-road shops. So it's, uh, you, you know, a couple months back, you know, within two days, they both call me, hey, I need 10 more and sold out in two days. So
1: Wow. So what about like the, the tube stuff for, you know, the, the fenders, the, the rock sliders, things like that? Is that all pretty much made to order or do you have, you know, shelves of stuff?
2: Uh, some I have shelves of. Um, a lot of it is when they call or you know place an order, I just bend it up. You know, pull the tube off the shelf, cut it, bend it, box it. You know, so it doesn't take that long. But that way it saves me room from having to buy shelves or whatnot. But
1: so I know a lot of us who have have looked into you know doing our own fabrication and stuff. We've seen the fluctuation in metal prices. Is that something that that you've been aware of and that's kind of hit you a little bit as far as how you run your business?
2: I'm aware of it. Things haven't changed much as prices. Just because the prices go up and down, I'm not gonna keep changing the product price. I just leave it. I'll eat the few bucks if it is. You know, I'm not too worried about it. So, I'm trying to have, uh, you know, keep the price comparable, um, consumer friendly. Exactly. And
1: that's you cool. got you got a local distributor, local uh, place you get your 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 metals from. Yeah. Yep. Keeping it local. That's great. Yeah. Love to hear that. Love to hear. It. Especially in this time and age, you gotta. I mean, help out the little guy, you know, keep the, keep the money in the, in the, in the local area. Uh, Obviously you're expanding and, and selling your product outside of state lines. More power to you, man. Go global. (laughs) I actually
2: just had a guy uh, a week and a half ago email me or found me on Facebook and then asked, we shipped overseas. And I said, yeah, we do from Taiwan, Taiwan. Yep. He, uh, ordered up a set of, uh, two flares front and rear for his, uh, YJ and him and his partner have a, are on a racing team over there and oh, wow. they are the only foreign race vehicle over there. So, uh, and they've got your product on there. Exactly. So <laughs> claim to fame. Yep. So it's, uh, he's gonna, you know, he said, spread the word, you know, he wanted a bunch of shirts and all that, which I don't have any yet. Um, but once I get him, I'm gonna send him a couple of shirts and stickers and all that just to,
1: Oh yeah. Most know. definitely. Yeah. You gotta, gotta help him pimp out the product. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I would imagine that, um, I mean, global market, I mean, that's great. Taiwan, I figured I figured you were going to be uh, throwing Australia at me. I mean, there's a huge Jeep market in Australia. I have
2: uh, sold a few things to Australia. Oh, you have? Um, yes. Where else? A uh, lot to Canada, but there's been a few you know, overseas. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but. Well,
1: I, I bet you weren't expecting that, walking into, you know, this company. and I was know. not, no. <laughs> nope. Think of you being an uh, international entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> first bought of the of the it. And
2: my sister's, you know, were you selling to friends? And I go, no, it's, you know, all over. And then next thing you know, it's order from overseas, and it blew me away, you know.
1: Well, you're you're a vendor on um,
2: XJTalk.com. Uh, are there other sites that you're involved with? Uh, Cherokee Forum, uh, in the process of doing NAXJA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Pirate. Um, what else? In the process of doing a regular form,
1: you're really covering your bases. I mean, I am, you're yeah. definitely getting the word out there. Yeah. A lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback from from these relationships with these other sites. Yeah, I have. Yep. I imagine um, that XJTalk.com is the number one feedback that you've uh,
2: actually. <laughs> it is. Um, when I first came out with the you know bolt-on Cherokee flares, they just. I mean, I had like eight orders in one week. Wow. Uh, and. Hey, good job, guys. Keep keep those orders coming. (laughs) So, uh, you know, after I pulled them off and the website, and, you know, I've had guys, you know, at least two or three weeks still calling me, hey, um, seeing that you had the complete bolt-on turkey flares, you still offer them? You know, yes, I will. Give me a month and a half, and then it'll be redesigned, so it's a lot quicker for me.
1: So that's something that's, um, I, I do remember seeing that on a website and, uh, extremely attractive, extremely beefy looking. I mean, yeah. it, it's talk about a total vehicle transformation, a set of these, of these bolt on, uh, will completely change the look of your Jeep Cherokee. Uh, and I'm, I'm jealous I, cause I really wish I had a set on the, on my XJ, but so you're, you're taking what, what had already been designed when you bought the company and you're sort of you know, breathing on a little bit and reshaping or doing some tweaking on with it and, uh, and it's going to be new and improved.
2: Yeah. The old owner just offered the tube. Um, and then we buy the skins and then the customer would buy, you know, both those if you wanted. I just had too many guys saying, Hey, I'm not a fabricator. Do you offer a bolt on kit? So that's when I said, okay, I'll come out then. It's just a lot of welding and grinding to do a complete, you know, set front or rear. It takes about two days. That's eight hours a day's work. So almost on. a week for a full four-corner set. Yeah, so it's it's too much time. So I'm in the, getting ready to redesign them um, so it, it's uh, more of a bolt-on flare. That way I can just stick them in a box and ship them. Plus, it'll be cheaper for the customer as well. So Well,
1: hey, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I like cheaper. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, your prices are competitive.
1: Um, yep. For those of you guys who, who don't know, uh, who may not be sitting in front of a computer right now, uh, JeepTubes.com does offer some stuff for extremely cheap. I'm, I'm telling telling you, folks, even the uh, the college student budget uh, can afford some of the stuff on the website and really make a difference with your Jeep. Yes, the website's coming along. I mean, I'm looking at this. You, you've got animation here. the The site has taken an awesome transformation since you took it over. Um, just, I mean, it's it's eye candy, guys. You got to go to JeepTubes.com and check this out and, and see what Tim's got to offer and what he can do for you. Tim, if if other than JeepTubes.com, do you have any other, like, you know, social media? How, how else can people find JeepTubes?
2: Uh, Facebook. Uh, we post some on Craigslist, but it's mainly, you know, the forums, Facebook, and our website. It's, well,
1: I imagine Craigslist uh, is ta- it takes a lot of time. I mean, you got to stay up on that with a weekly basis. It and does, Constantly yes. updating. And yeah.
2: Um, I don't do too much on there. When I first bought the business, you know, I was doing a lot, but it wasn't worth the time. So every once in a while, I'll go back on there and post something. But So you got a big Facebook following? You know, when I took over the business, uh, he had 21 likes, and <laughs> I'm now at uh, 161, I believe it is now. In like six months. Yeah, so. I mean. It's slowly growing, you know, I wish it was more, but it's. Um, well, you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly, yep. So jeeptubes.com, you can find them on Facebook. You Twitter yet? No Twitter yet. You know, I haven't, you know, I told myself I'd never do that, but business-wise, I may, so. Well, hey, I can feel you. I, I don't even have a
1: Facebook account, so don't feel too bad. You know, here here I am, uh, you know, doing this kind of stuff, and I don't even have a Facebook account. So, so you're not you're not doing too bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, if those, let's throw, let's throw a phone number out there. People want to um if they don't have access to a website right away, but they want to talk to you and find out um you know what you can do for them. Uh, give them a phone number that they can reach at 971-678-2585. Uh, Tim, thanks again for coming out. I really appreciate you guys. You got to go check out jeeptubes.com. Not only is he a sponsor of xjtalk.com, he's here, he's local, he's a Jeep enthusiast. He's going to be building a new Jeep. It might be a Cherokee. Who knows? (laughs) We'll see what happens later on down the road. Tim, we'll have you back in the studio again. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Well, hey, that was a great interview. And I got to thank Tim Anderson once again for driving clear across town. uh, Come out to my neck of the woods for that in-studio interview. And folks, that was my my very first guest here in my little studio. And so I know the front end of that kind of sounded a little wonky, but we got things ironed out towards the end, and ended up being uh, pretty good. So thanks again, Tim, for coming out. Glad to have you in studio uh, for your listening, folks. We'll have him we'll have him out again here real soon. So uh, hopefully you guys can stay tuned for that.
0: And you know, that's the that's the first time uh, that I'll have an opportunity to hear Tim. Tim, uh, as you mentioned, is a uh, an XJTalk.com vendor. And uh, I only know him through, through words on the screen and uh, seeing his uh, monthly PayPal payment come in. So I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing Tim and hearing more about uh, JeepTube. So really appreciate you doing that and taking the time to have somebody come out to your house. And uh, thank you, Tim, for uh, finding your way there. Uh, you'll have to get some GPS coordinates or something, uh, Josh, so you can give people in the future.
1: Yeah, I kind of live out in what some might call BFE, so uh, luckily I gave him some good directions and gave him the good address and everything, and, and he didn't have too much trouble finding it, so... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of out of the way for for in studio guests, so I don't know how many of those we're gonna have in the future, but we'll see if we can't uh, can't work out something for somebody else here uh, after a while.
0: Well, you know, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna work together on getting you set up with uh, the, the telephone and Skype so that you can actually do interviews like I do them, and I think that will uh, open up the the world of interviews uh, uh, quite a bit for you, but in studio, you know, that's going to, the sound quality on that one's going to be the best. And and also too, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, the, uh, the sound quality I'm sure is very, is very good. Uh, he does, uh, Josh just goes nuts over sound quality, which, which I appreciate, which means I don't have to uh, say anything to him about it.
1: <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. What can I say? I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys the best that I can.
0: And I want to thank uh, Aaron uh, OMC Off Road from, uh, as you know, him on XJTalk.com, for uh, doing the follow up interview. Uh, great news, uh, as you heard uh, in the interview, they had a, a wonderful turnout. Uh, the weather uh, was good, and uh, you know, there's going to be toys and uh, food, food for Thanksgiving for those that need it, and toys for those kids during Christmas time. And uh, of course, it didn't hurt a little bit having the off road stuff there for the uh, for the guys and. Uh, uh, those certain women that, uh, like that sort of thing. So that worked out really well and, uh, a year's worth of planning for that. So that was great. So, uh, Josh, you know what comes up in uh, just a few days? Are you ready?
1: Oh, just about my freezer or refrigerator is packed full of food. So <laughs> I've got a big day coming up Wednesday night and Thursday, but I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good time. So
0: Wednesday night, what are you going to be doing Wednesday
1: night? Wednesday night uh, begins all the preparation, a lot of chopping and cutting and stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to bake sense. the desserts. I've got at least two pumpkin pies, and I think i got a little something extra that I might do. I'm toying around with the idea of a cheesecake-esque pumpkin pie uh, slash caramel bars. Uh, so a little something different for dessert, but with a Thanksgiving twist on it.
0: You know, uh, I don't know if... I have not seen the cranberries, the package of, of whole... Um I don't want to say fresh but uh somewhat fresh not not prepared cranberries but my my wife gets a couple of bags of those and then starts with the ginger and the sugars and whatever the recipe is and she makes uh fresh homemade cranberry sauce mm. and and I think it's got walnuts in it. I think that's oh, right. Oh boy. It is so good cuz I'm a cranberry nut but I'm not that nutty for cranberry sauce. I don't mind the the cranberry sauce from the can that has the little ridges on it from the can outline. <laughs> but I do like that mixture of cranberry sauce and turkey. And uh, But I, I am not kidding you, man, with the ginger and all that stuff. I mean, it's the prep time on that. She has to cook it. The prep time on it is probably a good hour or so. It is wonderful. It's like a, a little candy meal.
1: Well, you got my mouth watering.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And unfortunately, uh, we're not going to hear uh, turkey gobbling. We're going to hear a lot of chewing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be feeding my face here in a couple of days, that's for sure. <laughs> and you know, we're going to have some leftovers. I got that big, huge bird sitting in the refrigerator, uh, and there's going to be some leftovers. So uh, come next week for the podcast. If I sound a little sleepy, it's just because I probably am suffering from a tryptophan coma. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the day of the tryptophan. I remember that movie. Well, I tell you what. uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, the show. Uh, I know that uh, I've enjoyed doing it, and uh, Josh has uh, been a big part of uh, that enjoyment. We've got a lot more content now with Josh, at least double. (laughs) It makes sense, doesn't it, Josh?
1: No, I think so. I think you got the math right on that one.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're going to get it down. I know I keep apologizing for the shows being long and nobody's complaining but me, but uh, we're going to get it down where we uh, get a nice trim uh, entertainment machine going here. Uh, and, I, and I think we've got a good one. It's certainly a lot better than those, uh, those first shows that you had to apologize to a guy on a mountain about.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's come around though. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, we'll have a a very uh, happy and uh, safe Thanksgiving. If you're doing any turkey frying, uh, remember the oil is hot. And uh, when you're putting the turkey in, no matter how strong you think you are, when that oil starts (laughs) getting to the the very edge of that huge container, you're holding that turkey and and it's not in, (laughs) take the turkey out. Actually, I saw a guy that came up with a really cool contraption with a ladder, one of those uh, wooden ladders, and he had a little pulley system set up so he could actually lower the turkey in from a distance. It was great. That's ingenious. <laughs> well, so, hey, I- folks,
1: happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you again next time.
0: Everybody, be safe.
2: you about xjtalk.com it's a great site there's no bashing everybody's nice and friendly great place to be